Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. is still pretty good, though. Alrighty, podcast friends, what is going on? Uh, we are back with a brand new episode. I'm still in this dilemma of, uh, do I keep using my Zoom H4n Pro, which you know I think everyone has, and my Rode NTG2 for this podcast setup? Uh, it's not really a question of like, you know, can I afford it? Because I was looking at getting the Shure MV7, which uh, seems to be like a podcasting uh, microphone. And I mean, it's, it's relatively cheap for the quality. It's $249. But I'm like, mm, is it that much better than what I have right now? You know what I mean? For something that I just use once a week or something like that. Uh, but then I was thinking, well, what if I went back to YouTube? And uh, so let me know. I'll also, side question is any any of you, um, if you want any of this kind of content in like a video form, should I bring that to YouTube? I don't know how well it will do. It might do okay. It might do very poorly because most of what I see in our um category on YouTube is just product reviews, right? Which is fine. Uh, so let me know if you actually want to see some uh, visual representation of what we're talking about on any of these podcast episodes. <clears throat> uh, so that being said, I figured, well, maybe I could use my the Shure MV7 for YouTube. I don't know how well that'll work out. Um, so let me know what your thoughts are. Should I upgrade? Should I not? Should I just go indie, full indie filmmaking and uh, keep this set up <clears throat> if it still sounds pretty good? excuse me for my voice, I just woke up, but I need to get this episode out. Uh, and so today we are talking about my top three lighting modifiers. So what is a lighting modifier? A lighting, a lighting modifier can be anything you put in front of the, uh, anything in front of your light. An LED tube, a LED cob light, cob light meaning uh, like an aperture uh, 300 or a Forza 500, lights like that. Could be um, a like your light mat, it could be a Kino flow system, a sky panel, um, could be even um, uh, like, like like a set of bulbs that you you know jerry rig together in some kind of uh, some kind of some kind of rig, and you put a modifier in front of it, right? So uh, my favorite lighting modifiers really are um, number one the Fresnel. The Fresnel lens is uh, not necessarily unique, but it's effective in a way where you can punch a lot of light in a very specific direction, right? And Fresnels, you can think of them as basically like how a um, how a lens works. A lens, you can open up the lens, um, meaning uh, you can open up the stop to say like a 1.4 or two, or you can um, spot the lens or, you know, close down the lens, right? So if you're closing down a lens, you're going down to like an, like an F11, an F16, something like that. And so with the, with the Fresnel, you get the best of both worlds. You can flood it so that way you can get um, a, a larger concentration of light, or you can spot it to get more uh, of a isolated light. And with the Fresnel, it's a very hard light, but through hard light, you can also soften it through any kind of means of diffusion. And so that's why the Fresnel is my number one modifier. Um, if you aren't used to using hard light, it can be um, challenging at first, because it's very hard, right? It may not be very pleasing on uh, on skin tones usually, especially if you're working with um, a uh, working with older talent. Uh, it tends to bring out all their imperfections, regardless of how much 
diffusion you're throwing in front of it, or even if you have like a very um, uh, a soft lens, uh, the hard light just by its nature is going to bring out those imperfections, right? So um, it's, it's challenging to use at first, but you can learn how to manipulate hard light through either um, bouncing it into a, uh, a bounce source, maybe you're bouncing it into the ceiling, uh, or just using it as like a backlight. And then from that backlight source, the fall off, you can use a bounce as your key, right? So, so different options. That's why I like using um, the Fresnel. Uh, the second favorite one are uh, barn door attachments. So the reason why I like barn door attachments is the ability to um, create like cuts of light. If you ever see uh, sometimes in a movie or in a commercial, you'll see like a, a sun streak in the background uh, or maybe on the chest, um, anything like that where you're creating like slashes of light. Barn doors are great because it creates interest. So you're not really using it as a key light or as a backlight. Um, you could use it as an edge light because again, you can you can cut the light so very thin to just match what you want, right? Whereas with other types of um, uh, lights, if you don't, if you aren't using a barn barn door attachment, say for like an edge light or a hair light, usually you know you kind of get blasted with just the um, the foray of light, uh, or you can use um, like a softbox something like that. But the reason why I like the the barn doors for applications such as an edge light or to create interest in a background, and maybe you're creating like a little interest of highlight on um, on on like a product. Then with the the slash of light, you can you can concentrate it to to spread it to spread or to narrow down exactly where you want it to go. So uh, very very directional, right? That's why I like Fresnels and and barn doors is the direction, um, the specific directions you have. Uh, with controlling light. So if you haven't tried the barn doors, they're typically very inexpensive depending on what brand of uh, light you need it on. The Aperture stuff is a little bit more expensive, but in my experience, they're a little bit more well-made. Uh, I had the Nanlite stuff and the Nanlite stuff is great as well. And now I see like Godox and the other competitors have Fresnels, they have barn door attachments where everyone is, is creating um, manufacturing modifiers to compete, right? And and I think that's the best thing is we all need good, healthy competition. And you can get lights with sort of bond doors attached to them already. I don't know what the, I think the new one from Aperture, I don't know if it's out yet, but like the previous version was the, the mini, the mini 20, mini LS 20. They're super, super small lights and they're almost like spotlights, right? So if you're going back to the day, you can think of like uh, like Source 4s or jo or Jolicos where you're creating, uh, you're almost using like theater lights, right? Very spotty, very, very uh, hard. They have like really like hard cuts. And with the, with some of like the Gobo attachments for the 300D or the 120D or the, now the 600D, uh, also with the Nanlite products, you can create patterns um, through the Gobo attachments, right? So say you want to, create a like tree shadow pattern in the background, but you don't have a tree. You can use gobo attachments for that and to create more layers, to create more interest, to create more depth, right? As as your um, your style of cinematography or to just add more production value aesthetically to your project. And my last one is honestly uh, just diffusion itself. So not necessarily a softbox, um, but you can just think of, of rags, cloth, grid cloth, magic cloth, um, bleached muslin, unbleached muslin, uh, anything like that, highlight. 
Uh, fun fact, I actually ordered an 8x8 of Highlight and man, it's been like a month. Uh, I, I contacted the Canvas script and I, I think they've just been backordered. So they said it would be shipping out um, like last week or something. So I have to note to self, uh, I, I need to contact them again and see where, where the hell my 8x8 of Highlight is. <laughs> but um, Diffusion Cloth itself, right? Diffusion Cloth, I like because, okay, here's the thing, right? If you're gonna use a softbox, whether it's a softbox or a diffusion sheet that you waterfall off of like a, a C-stand, a C-stand arm, when you diffuse light in that, in either way, it's gonna spread, right? So you're, you're getting you're getting the same effect. Is This light is gonna spread when you soften the light. So that being said, if you have a, a softbox, usually in my experience is, unless you have a softbox that has the diffusion in front of it plus the grid in front of it, you're gonna get the same effect as if you were using like a like a, a huge uh, six by or eight by sheet of diffusion, right? The reason why I, I don't use softboxes, I still use them, I don't use them all the time, is I wanna be able to control the stop of diffusion I'm using, right? And the only company I know of that actually gives you multiple um, sheets of diffusion uh, when you buy the product is like your, the like your light mats, right? It usually comes with like a quarter grade equivalent a half grade equivalent and a magic cloth equivalent. So that way, if um, if you're metering a subject or a talent or a scene, and you uh, you have those three sources already, you can then know, you know, through metering or through uh, or through false color, if you need to go with the magic cloth or if you need to go with the half grip. Whereas if you just have say like like a light dome or anything like that from Nanlite or, or Aperture you're stuck with whatever that sheet of division they give you, which is, in my experience, typically something like a quarter grid. Um, it's, it's around it's around that same stop, right? So you're getting like anywhere between one, uh, about like one stop, one and a half stops of, of um, reduction. Plus it has the grid in front of it, which is great because it helps to contain the spread uh, or the spill of light. Um, but if I'm going to be, you know, softening and spreading light, I'd much rather just do it with a huge ass piece of diffusion because because then I have the option of using you know quarter grit, I have the option of using half grit or full grit or magic cloth or highlight or bleached muslin or unbleached muslin. Um, I have all those all those different layers at my disposal, and it's easy to change them out, right? If if you're using like my setup, which is pretty much um, a baby boom arm or these uh, these cheap kind of like plastic extension arms that I found off of Amazon, it can hold. Um, all of those sheets of diffusion that uh, I spoke of. It can hold magic cloth, um, quarter grid, full grid, all of them, right? And um, in an eight by fashion, because that's as, that's as long as it'll it'll extend. And it'll hold up for hours, right? Because it's just cloth at the end of the day. Uh, but if you're using like a full eight by eight by frame or 12 by frame, then yes, that can be kind of daunting. But if you're already at that level, not daunting, it can just be time consuming if you have to switch out, you know, the diffusion. It, it doesn't take long. It just takes the manpower to know how to like, um, you know, lower lower the frame, tabletop it, take off the rag, put on the new rag, and then reposition the rag, right? Um, so, but if you're already at that level, then, you know, it, I, I don't think you're really having that conversation, right? Of whether you're gonna use a softbox or, or a tall by frame. Probably gonna use a tall by frame. Um, so yeah, that my third favorite lighting modifier is really just just sheets of diffusion, right? Um, you if you're starting out, I mean, I want to see. I would probably go with a softbox because you're probably doing one man band solo shoots, right? You don't have a lot of um, time to you know kind of dick around with 
what is my uh, my computer is giving me like multiple threats secured from Thumbtack. I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, hopefully, I don't have a virus. I have a Mac too. So, anyways, um, yeah, if you're starting out, you're probably doing one man band shoots, solo shoots. Time is of the essence. Efficiency is of the essence. So go with the softbox actually, and then you know over time, then start buying. Um, I would suggest don't go with a four by shoot diffusion. Like if you go on modern, um, God damn, what is it? Modern, modern studio, modern studio equipment or um, canvas script or film tools or B&H, right? Um, they have four by four by sheets of diffusion all the way up to, you know, 12 by sheets of diffusion. I would suggest don't go with the four by go with at least a six by first because, you know, like we always say, the bigger the light, the softer the light can be. Um, so, over time, go with the six by sheet of diffusion, go with like quarter grid, uh, go with a half soft frost, go with the highlight, right? See exactly um, what each one does. And the thing with a six by is a six by is also long enough where you can get it on like a baby boom arm or that, you know, cheap Amazon boom arm that I was talking about um, for very little money. And it's very easy to reposition, right? Just like a softbox, the softbox is attached to the light. If you need to reposition the angle, you just reposition the light. Same thing with um, with uh, the diffusion sheet, right? If you're using like a C stand with a baby boom arm, it's very easy. You yourself can actually just you know move the thing around, right? So it's not too hard. Uh, and yeah, that is it. So those are my top three lighting, lighting modifiers. Um, technology is always changing, is always evolving, but rags c stands have been around for like decades right fresnel lenses have been around for decades barn door attachments have been around for decades now they're just at a more affordable and competitive price point and there's more variety um, from the competitors right from the manufacturers so they are all doing all the good stuff for us we just have to use it and buy it right that that's just how it is Okay, what else? Um, Sigma lenses, yeah, so as you know, I, I've been using 18 to 35 for the past few months, I think since March, I got it. On a variety of projects, it's been great. I've decided to go um, with the full frame Sigma Cine, so I got the 50 mm uh, 1.5 in the righty. Uh, next month will be the 24, and then the month after will be the 85. I may, get the, I may get the 35, just in my experience, I don't really use 35 a lot. If I have it, great, but usually 24, and 50 is the majority of my work. Um, 85 is for mostly for commercial stuff, to be honest, where, you know, sometimes there's just parts of the scene I don't want to, uh, it's better to not be shown. So I just use 85, right? Kind of like shooting through a door into a bedroom trick, right? Like we, we all, we all kind of know that. Or if you don't know that, you know, instead of using like a, a 24 mil where you see the whole fucking room and it just kind of looks like crap, use an 85, go, go, you know, further back as far as you can, and then use the door frame as like a frame within a frame. Um, but yeah, so I'll be getting those. Uh, I got the Easy Rig Vario 5. It's still on back order, like a bunch of stuff. So I don't think I'm getting that thing until hopefully next uh, next month. Uh, and then Diffusion. So I recently got my, finally got my quarter, um, my black glimmer glass uh, quarter strength. I have the one which I've been using for, you know, for a year. I have black satin. And then I recently ordered um, Hollywood Black Magic, a quarter of it. That's on back order as well, too. But uh, I, I do want to do a, uh, a thorough, in-depth comparison between, like, the Hollywood Black Magic quarter, the um, Black Glimmer Glass quarter, and Black Glimmer Glass 1, because I still get a lot of comments on my YouTube channel in regards to, like, like diffusion filters. 
black satin glimmer glass, more so the black satin. So I kind of want to do another follow-up uh, video for all those that are interested in diffusion because um, the reason why I went with the Sigma lenses is I do now prefer like a sharp image and in order to create some some stylized flavor with it rather than having to buy or use uh, other lenses diffusion in front of a sharp lens actually gets the job done for me right and the great thing about diffusion is you can just go higher up in strength or lower in strength depending on what you want so that's been like my my secret sauce as of late is you know a um, couple of sharp lens with different types of, of diffusion filters to match and create the um, the aesthetic, like the texture that you want. And um, that is it. So again, if you guys liked this episode, please rate it on uh, the iTunes store or the Apple podcast app. I'd appreciate it. Subscribe to my podcast as always so you're notified of the new episode coming out every week. Uh, and share this podcast with anyone you think can receive some value out of it. I uh, always appreciate everyone uh, listening in and sending me messages, asking more questions. Again, if that is you, if you have a specific question in regards to your um, your project, your framework, your style, send me a DM, man. I am more than happy to um, to respond and answer to the best of my ability. And, and uh, that being said, I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.